this desire of wanting to be perfect, of wanting to yeah, be in control, wanting to show up a certain way or be, because you feel like you have to show up a certain way. Hello and welcome to the Evolving with Jessica podcast. My name is Jessica. I am an integrative nutrition health coach, a holistic skin healing guide and certified life coach. In this podcast, we cover topics such as holistic health and wellness, nutrition, and spirituality. If you enjoy or gain any insight, please leave a review. This makes the show more searchable, which helps others find the information too. In today's episode, I am joined by Gina Batush. Gina describes herself as a holistic health coach for women, yoga teacher, intuitive dancer, and life enthusiast. She guides women to heal their relationship with food and their bodies in order to step into the full capacity of their pleasure. Her mission is to inspire and support women in becoming the most confident, magnetic, and healthy versions of themselves. Some of the topics that we discuss are how diet can be affected by the desire for control, having shame around food and our bodies, obsessing over diet and eating healthy, Gina healing her relationship with food, perfectionist tendencies, having a positive body image, the mind-body connection, bio-individuality, practicing mindfulness in daily activities, and more. If you want to see the full list, it's in the description, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Today, I am joined by Gina Batush, and um, before I interview someone, I do a little bit of research on the person to make sure I get a good feel for what I want to ask them. And I just want to say that after watching your reels, Gina, I had a genuine smile on my face and it just left me feeling like warm and fuzzy. And I just loved your message. So if you could please share who you are, what you do and who do you help? Yes. So as you already said, Jessica, thank you, by the way, first of all, for introducing me. Um, I'm Gina. Bartosz, my last name, very well pronounced, by the way. Um, I'm originally from Germany and currently I live in Amsterdam or actually in the north of Amsterdam. After I've been yeah, traveling and living abroad for the last eight years already, actually. So, yeah, <laughs> left Germany quite a while ago and it has led me into a lot of diff- on a lot of different uh, paths, basically to a lot of different places. And I've been doing a lot of different things and where I'm right now is that I'm building my own coaching business and I am yeah in the field of holistic health and women's empowerment and I work specifically with the topics of the relationship we have with food in our bodies and I work specifically with women as well in the in these topics and eventually just yeah if you ask like why why would I heal that basically because only then you can really yeah, really shine your full potential and also be the most radiant and confident and magnetic version of yourself. So that's like in short, um, the coaching that I'm doing now 
that I'm building, like the, the coaching business I'm building right now. And that's also how we met, of course, like through the, the program we are in. Um, yeah, that's for now. Amazing. I love it. So you're in holistic health, women's empowerment and nutrition. So from what I could tell from your Instagram is it's a lot of empowerment around food. So you're kind of giving women the freedom to feel comfortable eating and not feeling shame around their body or maybe comparing themselves to others. Um, so yeah, I would love to hear about how you got started with that. Like what made, what gave you the passion to want to do this work? That's a really good question. Um, why I'm doing this work is actually also like it goes a long time back into my own story, of course. So why I'm so passionate about it is because of my own experience with um, healing my relationship with food and my body. And um, yeah, it goes a long, long time back already like many years years actually when I was a teenager and I found myself just really faced by these struggles of first of all what it means to become a woman and like everything that comes with a changing body from like teenager to like a woman and yeah basically all the insecurities that come with it and that this this topic of control sneaking in like you want to be in control or I felt a lot myself wanting to be in control of my own body and specifically through uh, the food that I ate or that I've been eating and it started yeah around my teenage years when I basically got into like healthy eating and I just really wanted to be more more aware of what I put into my body and not only with food obviously but also any other products products that I was consuming or putting on my body on my skin or even environmental environmental factors I was um, surrounded by and what actually started with like a very healthy intention of healthier eating um, actually went to many different directions and took a lot of different forms. And actually for me personally, at some point it really got also into an extreme for myself where I was basically obsessing with the food I was eating. So the intention of eating healthy was great, but it can cross a line where it becomes unhealthy because it's just basically too extreme and you're obsessing all day about it. It's like what most of your time, most of your day, most of your energy is consumed by. And at some point when I really hit rock bottom with that, I was just realizing like, whoa, this is actually not healthy anymore. And the the craziest thing is that I was not even aware of that happening when I was in the middle of it. Um, most of it I can only see now when I'm not like, yeah, in the middle of it anymore. And when it comes to like food and our relationship with food, I was obviously dealing with that more also because I was curious. But at some point when I realized it was really the center of my my day, let's say, I was realizing, okay, when did this happen? When have I made food more important than anything else in my life? And it led also to points where, for example, I didn't even want to be around people anymore. Like I would really cave myself, myself, <laughs> cave myself away, if that's the right impression. And yeah, I would also like really be afraid of being around people also because of the food. Like what food would be the food that people would offer me or cook for me? Like it went into many different extremes and also it just yeah developed into all these fears. I was creating so many fears around food and that's where a lot of danger is because when you're afraid of food it's yeah you're 
afraid of so much every day you have this fear present every single day and mm -hmm. that's also when yeah my relationship with food was was such a mind struggle for such a long time it was for many many years and the best thing I could do was to do the work to really heal my relationship with food and to really get to the root cause as well understand what the function was also of my struggles with food so yeah that's a little bit about uh, like a little summary basically of where it came from but there's been like a lot of more chapters to it and a lot of more depth in different areas of course yeah but uh, my passion for that so that was more food just now um and then I want to make a little bit of connection also to our bodies because yeah why why do we self-sabotage with food like for example why did I in my own story now self-sabotage with food and it in the end did come from the underlying issue of how I was relating to my own body and it did have a lot to do with wanting to be in control of my own body and even when it came to the health obsession which was a bit more about wanting to that much necessarily about how it looks even though it was also a big part of it but it was really also about this obsession of wanting wanting to be pure within wanting to be as healthy and clean as I could um and yeah through the sabotage I was doing with food obviously I would never treat my body the way it wanted to be treated I would never nourish my body it wanted to be nourished because there was this, um, yeah, I always talk about the topic of perfectionism as well. And it's like many also women that that find themselves struggling with food uh, also do have perfectionist tendencies, meaning that um, there is this desire of wanting to be perfect, of wanting to yeah, be in control, wanting to show up a certain way or be, because you feel like you have to show up a certain way. And that also connects to... Um, yeah, our body. So I also do talk a lot about body image and how um, that is often, uh, yeah, the root cause of why we also engage in certain in certain ways with food because the f the food we eat determines immediately also how um, our weight um, or how we feel. Like so many different factors, of course. But yeah, body image is one of the the main factors in this. So I love I love talking about body image and I love. Um, yeah, supporting women and, and really healing their relationship with their body because we only got this one body and um, it's very important to to take good care of it and to really learn to love it um, and not punish it, um, hate it or trying to force it into a shape or size or weight that it doesn't even want to be in. Mm, I resonate. So, so um, it's, it's a vicious cycle that I've been in for so many years and I know women. Sorry, I just want to touch on a few things that you said, because I had no idea that I was going to have so much in common with you. Um, <laughs> the, the perfectionism, the extremes with the diet. Okay, I want to go back to the extremes with the diet, because I've been there. I feel like a lot of people have been there. So what you're doing is really great, because I haven't, I don't come across many people talking about this. I feel like when you go so extreme one way with the diet, you almost swing the pendulum the other way, you know, like you have to really find that balance because you're so far gone this way. And then it's like your body wants to like even out and it takes, it takes time. And then um, the relationship with the body is part of that because you're not, you're not listening to the body because you are, like you said, trying to be in control 
when all along being in control would be listening to your body and doing this together because you're feeding your body. It's not like you're feeding you, you have a body and your body knows what it needs and what it wants. And by you trying to tell it what it needs or wants, you're neglecting it. You're not listening to it. And yeah, that, so your relationship with your body, just, it becomes non-existent or it's in my um, experience, it starts to respond poorly. It starts to, you know, things go wrong. It starts to kind of scream at you and get your attention. Like with me, you know, the women I work with, their skin will be affected. So it's like your skin, like your body's talking to you and other people, they'll get stomach issues or whatever it is. It's like, that's your body talking to you because you're not listening to it. So I love that you, that you're doing this and talking about this. I just wanted to talk to like the, the mind body connection, because it is so true. Like so many of us in our world, like live so much in our heads mm. and everything goes from the heads and uh, including all our minds, like including our food choices. And now, of course, um, when it comes to really obsessing over it, it's like, okay, I make my choices of what I eat based on what my mind is telling me. So my mind is telling me this, this, the green smoothie is healthy. So I should eat that. So I'm going to eat that because my mind is telling me that. Whereas my body is maybe in a cold climate right now, it's snowing outside and actually my body doesn't want anything cold. It -hmm. doesn't really make sense anymore, but this, this connection is not there. Like, to our bodies and what it actually needs and wants but because we are so in our minds around it yeah our bodies will at some point rebel basically because it's not getting what it what it actually really needs in that moment and you're talking also about skin or um, skin outbreaks or other forms that um, it can show off like maybe other skin rashes or even like digestive issues etc it's often we run straight away to the doctor thinking that we have some kind of disease whereas actually there is something so much deeper going on here that we are often not aware of it's so easy to put the cause onto something external um, whereas we could actually find it within if we really listen but how is that possible to listen and that has also a lot to do actually with yeah, the connection of our body and how to build it, but also, for example, nervous system regulation and how we live and what state we live nowadays in our society, where we live, what environment we are in, and also what our our body, our system, our nervous system needs to really function the best it can. And the baseline it needs basically to establish this connection that we all uh, need with our bodies. So I really love what you shared. Yes, gosh, just what you just said about being disconnected because of the noise, like the noise out in the world. And, you know, we're constantly being stimulated by technology and by ads and marketing and everything out in the world. And so, like you said, we can't, we don't hear our bodies. Like we need, we need silence. We need to silence the noise in order to actually tune in and be able to hear the body. And it, it makes it very difficult when society and the world is the way it is today. You almost have to set aside the time and be intentional, you know, like bring in things like meditation or whatever works for you in order to have that time of silence to get away from all of that. 
Yeah, that's so interesting. And also we're now observing how it's it's wonderful to see how many more people are picking up meditation or yoga and all these practices that that help you to like really calm down. I mean, if done in the right way, obviously. Um, but if you, for example, like you meditate like in the morning and then the rest of the day you are in that stressful environment that actually still doesn't help you to connect to your body or to to your intuition also. Um it's not something that can work long term from how I see it. I really see it that often um, it is a whole it is it is a whole lifestyle that a whole lifestyle change basically is often required to really um, get your system into that like relaxed, calm state. And I do also want to say that we are all different in that. Like we are all different. We all have different bodies. We all have different needs. Like I think um, you probably also know the term of bio-individuality of yeah how we are basically all different need different things so what works for one doesn't need it doesn't necessarily work for the other so meditation might not work for everyone it's it's probably not the the one way that, or the one thing that helps everybody to live a more peaceful and calm life it can be also in different ways some people can handle more stress for example so maybe living in a city can be done in a way that it is healthy for them maybe for others not but that's also with all the noise that you were talking about that we have in our environment how easy can it to forget actually that we are our own being and only we ourselves can actually know how we function how we work and what we need like what are our needs mm -hmm. I like how you just said um, some people can handle the stress living in a city because I wonder if that maybe would go back to what they're comfortable with because of how they grew up. You know how some people, whether it's a relationship or like living in the city or something like that, where it's like their nervous system, like that feels normal to them because when they were a child, their world was chaotic. And so now like that's comfortable, that's familiar. And so maybe that's why like some people will thrive in that type of environment with more noise and other people they can't be in a city for, you know, more than a day. So it's just interesting. I just, I just had a thought of, I wonder if that could be traced back to childhood probably. And if that's something you could probably release and let go of, which actually brings me to a question I wanted to ask you, what types of like exercises or like tools or tricks do you suggest that the women use that you work with? Yes, that's a really good question as well. Um, so as I already like touched upon the topic of bioindividuality, I really do believe that everybody needs something else for their bodies. So there's not one thing that works for everyone. But um, for my own journey, I have certainly picked on, on picked up on different tools and practices along my journey, and I definitely love to share them with others. And but still give them basically the option of like to see what can work for them. Um, and of course, it goes beyond the tools that I've gathered so far over the years. And yeah, some practices I work with, like I work with different embodiment practices. And one of them is yoga, for example. I've also been working as a yoga teacher. And so now I included also my coaching. And mm -hmm. so yoga, meditation, mindfulness and dance are four of the the tools basically that have helped myself most of my yeah most of my journey and now I love sharing them with others as well mm -hmm. um so I've also been like guiding different journeys for people um with these different different tools so that's what I encourage people to do a lot uh, or the women I work with but 
I do also open up the space for women to really find their own way of finding connection to their bodies. So it goes beyond, of course, um, that which works for me and what I like to share. Meditation, dance, yoga, and mindfulness. Could you expand on mindfulness? Like what does that look like or what does that mean to you? In very simple words, um, it means to me being present in the moment without judging it. And obviously we all have judgment all the time, but it's really just about self-awareness in that moment, in the moment, presence and self-awareness. Mm. Someone actually asked me the other day about my meditation practice or like if I meditate and I reflected on that because while I did go through a large phase of my life where I meditated regularly, at least once a day, I haven't been lately. And so I just started thinking about it and it was just like this aha moment of where I feel like I'm in a meditative state through most of my day. So like you're saying, just being present and mindful, it, it doesn't have to be like sit down with your eyes closed and your hands up. Maybe it means taking a walk and observing your surroundings or when you, I don't know how, I don't know if you've ever done this, but a lot of times I'll get in the shower and get out of the shower and I don't even remember showering because I was just in my mind the whole time instead of being present and like, okay, now I'm washing my hair and now I'm, you know, so it's like just being intentional and present, like you're saying. Exactly. Yes. For me, mindfulness is really like a whole lifestyle. And actually I can also say like mindful movement or mindful dance or mindful anything, because you can bring mindfulness actually into every moment of your life. So it can be the mindful walk. It can be the mindful showering it can be the mindful washing dishes and the mindful brushing your teeth and I really feel that the magic here lies in bringing this mindfulness especially to the moments where we run the most on autopilot so the actions or the activities we do on a daily basis that we do every single day that are so normal for us that we can do is like sleeping and to really bring that back in there has often a lot of power in in that mm. In one of your reels, you were talking about food and you said to imagine yourself eating food as a child and you asked how it felt like eating then. And um, so I did that, you know, it was very well done. And I just thought like, wow, yeah, like eating food as a kid was just like nourishment. And it just was, it wasn't anything that like you didn't overthink it it felt natural. And yeah, I just really like that reel. And that one stuck out to me. This topic of like stepping back into the child and eating from that state, basically. So I actually learned that from a health coach that I was working with in the past. And that helped me a lot on my own health journey. And when I heard her sharing that with me, I was first very blown away by that because it was just amazing for me to remember okay how does a child eat so I started observing children and how they eat and I was like as you said they just don't care about it like they don't overthink it they just they eat when they are hungry um, and they move on so I love that concept because that changed a lot for myself actually because our our minds can be very crazy in this like 
especially when it comes to an obsession with health on overthinking like oh was this healthy enough like was it too much sugar was it too much fat like was it the right macro micro uh, <laughs> components etc like it's it can go very crazy and really letting go of that of course it doesn't happen overnight but this mindset taking on the mindset of a child of like okay I just ate no I'm I'm satisfied I'm nourished and I can move on with my day and um, that changed a lot for myself and literally observing children like on in the moment where when I was somewhere where the children around um yeah just really helped me a lot and so even now sometimes when I struggle with it when I feel like oh I overthink something um, I remind myself of that sometimes and it does it does it does still help to this day so um, I can only yeah put this out here like if somebody is listening to this right now and feels like yeah um, I'm struggling with that like I really want to invite you to to use that little little hack here I call it like a little hack of um, yeah putting yourself in the, into the mindset of a child when it comes to eating mm. I think some of the best lessons we can learn come from children and nature. I mean, if you're ever stressed or overthinking or sad, just spend time around kids or spend time in nature. And that's pretty much going to take you out of it. Yes, definitely. We can, so, we can learn so much from children. And sometimes I'm just like, yeah, that's like one thing I really want to have children for at some point, because I, I just love how much we can can learn from them and in my environment right now there's not a lot of children so I, I'm not really exposed to them a lot but yeah if you need a reminder even when it comes to our own expression you know like the way we express and everything that we've built around us like I just read also yesterday a little bit about like our ego and how that's actually also formed through all our life experiences and it's also all around our beliefs and patterns and thoughts and values that we are that are created throughout life and um that makes us in a way of course the where we are at right now it influences a lot where we're at right now and how we behave and how we feel in everyday life but for mm -hmm. example like how do we feel we have to sometimes hold ourselves back why do we all have insecurities why do we um put ourselves down our self-expression like why do we feel like we are too much like i feel like all of that it really shouldn't be that way it's all something that has been constructed throughout our lives mm -hmm. and that limits us in so many ways we are so limited in our self-expression and yeah not in our full radiance and self-confidence that we could be in if we are not yeah that that influenced by all these factors and I feel that's also where children come in a lot because they can teach us so much even though they're these little beings that are actually not fully developed yet but yeah um it's beautiful and it's always such a good reminder for all of us to to let go and and know that there's so much we can still step into it when it comes to our expression in this world yes at some point in life i feel like we are taught to suppress our emotions we're taught not to act on them but if you look at other species we're the only ones that do that so if you look at ducks like in a pond the one will irritate the other one and then they'll flap their wings shake it off and then they'll be you know coasting along together again same thing with animals like in the wild like, like whether they're tigers whatever they are we're the only species where it's like we're taught not to react or to um, show our emotions so then what happens is they get suppressed inside of our bodies and then also we're trying to 
like you're touching on the control piece. So we want to be in control, but meanwhile, we do have all these suppressed emotions that are piling up inside of us. And it has this effect where, you know, it will then hurt the body. And also that sense of control, it doesn't even just show up in the diet. So say you're trying to control your diet, then it's like, if that's happening, like even not even just control, but whatever is going on, if it's happening in one area of your life, it's a good idea to look at the other areas of life and see how it's showing up there because that's not just a food thing. Like that's a control thing. So it's not about the food. It's about the control. So you got to look at the control and why do you have that? And like, how can you let it go? But I saw you laughing there. Does that like hit home? Definitely. Totally. I love it. Um, That's exactly also the, the holistic approach to it because one thing that shows up, like, let's say when it comes to food. So obviously, like I use the topics of food in our bodies, because it's a really great entry point that many women can relate to. But then actually showing them it's, it's so much more than just that it's not only it's not about the food, <laughs> like it's not about, um yeah, just that, but it's, it's really looking at, okay, um, you feel this need for control when it comes to food and you feel like you have to um, have the perfect body, let's say the perfect body shape, weight, size, etc. How does that show up also in other areas? Um, these, these features, basically, do you want to take control of, of what else? Like in other areas, like let's say relationships or even at work or yeah, in other areas where we're like, okay, actually even for myself I was realizing yeah the control is not only with food the control is also in in everything else and I love also this bridge that you made here to emotions because it's actually still it's the same thing like yeah we want to have control of our emotions and also because we have not learned how to actually express them first of all feel them and then express them in a healthy way it's not like there's not this school that we can go to, like the school of emotions <laughs> where we learn how to do that. And that's from my point now, when I look back, I'm just like, I wish this exists, like a school where we learn these things, because it's some of this is probably one of the most important, important things we can actually learn in our lives. And if we suppress them, as you said, yes, they get stuck inside of us and they will express in some other ways. Maybe they even express through wanting to be in control, wanting to be in control of what you eat and so um, there's often, yeah, a lot of unstuck emotions behind um, unhealthy behaviors we have or behind destructive behaviors, behind toxic behaviors, self-sabotaging behaviors. So it's, mm-hmm. um, it's always important to look at um, how do we deal with our emotions. Do you think when it comes to control or other things in that realm, do you think that we need to let go of them or do you think we need to change our relationship with them? and integrate it into our lives in a healthy way do you think you can have like keep the control and utilize it instead of letting it hurt you or be detrimental yeah definitely to some extent yes I don't think just throwing away all control is necessarily the way to go I mean, I think, I guess it's also then important to look at like, what does control even mean and to what, in what, uh, to what extent can it be serving us? And I think controlling ourselves in moderation, maybe in the form like of self, like des- self-discipline as well. 
think it's super, super important for us as well. Otherwise, if we just don't care at all anymore about what we eat, that is also not a solution because, because it would br bring us into a space where we become unhealthy maybe at some point because um, maybe we are not uh, yeah, taking care of us anymore the, the way that our bodies want. So um, I do think to a certain extent, maybe self-control is not the right word, but like, yeah, discipline um, and just really making right decisions for yourself, for your own body, for your own health is very, very important. So it's really not about any extreme here, but really about finding the balance. Mm, yes, definitely. Balance, balance is key. I just thought of a question that might be, um, that I kind of just want to ask for me. So say that you're working with a woman and she has skin issues. And as far as listening to your body and when it comes to your diet, her skin issues, and you know, we'll just say that we know that that she eats a lot of dairy and the dairy is causing a lot of the issues. But let's say she comes to you and she says, I'm listening to my body, my body wants dairy. How would you approach that? And um, how do you kind of separate some like a food addiction or like a like your body becomes just so accustomed to something so it craves it versus what your body actually needs yeah it's a that's a very good question very good example as well because when somebody like when this woman let's say eats dairy now and she is aware that actually this or it is known that the consumption of dairy for her actually causes her skin issues then i mean obviously that's some thing she would find out through trying it out herself I guess or through tests if maybe it is not the best for her body but obviously I I am a big fan of always saying yeah most important is that you uh, listen to your own body and what it, what it needs but first of all that's also like not everybody knows obviously what that means it's some it's almost like a skill I feel that one has to learn <laughs> in life um, but I feel when it comes to like let's say dairy and it's it's all obvious that that the skin issues come from from the dairy itself um it it shows that it is not meant for for her body it's the same also like with gluten and somebody who is celiac like who has basic the proof that um basically her, her intestines are not able to to process it and um very different by the way in compare like in comparison to somebody who is yeah, just gluten-free, but be, even though there's not a, yeah, not a disease behind it, but yeah, I would say it's, it's obvious that the body is showing, like the body holds so much wisdom and the body tells us what works and what doesn't work. And if there's like this misalignment where the woman feels like, no, but my body wants it, um, it might happen that this is really just her also enjoying the taste of it, which is perfectly fine and perfectly um, great also to follow that I think it's also not about just being completely extreme and strict with with that if that doesn't feel good so um, it's also about her priorities like does does she want to work with her skin is her skin the priority for her right now and if she notices by cutting out dairy it goes away um, and it's what makes her healthier and she feels better I mean obviously whoever um, has a good skin and um, doesn't have skin issues 
yeah it's always automatically feeling better i mean <laughs> i don't think i don't think there would be any single person who would say like no i i want to keep my skin issues <laughs> it would be really weird so um yeah i think it's then about her priorities what is most important to her and uh, maybe even with dairy finding alternatives if it's really about the taste that she enjoys so much and um, finding alternatives like plant-based alternatives where she doesn't get the skin issues because how amazing would that is that for her that she can still like she has a great skin because she stops eating the dairy um at the same time she can still enjoy the taste by maybe um enjoying yeah plant-based alternatives which are still of course not the same same but and um, they can come nowadays already quite quite close to it with all the inventions that we have already it's it's amazing mm -hmm. that's such a good point and i think this imaginary person who probably there's probably a lot of them are, are actually in this position um I think it also comes back to the control, the control piece that we're talking about the mind body connection and the silencing the noise, because she might have this belief that her body wants dairy, but dairy is very addictive. So it's probably the mind tricking her. And um, yeah. And like her body's clearly saying, no, I don't want dairy, but yeah. So I think it probably all loops back around to holistic health. Like we both are so fond of exactly yeah i love it i love that we are yeah both <laughs> into this so much yeah Super nice is there anything else that you want to share with everyone yeah i think i would like to briefly touch a little bit more upon the topic of um our body and our body's wisdom and our body image because we get so like wrong messages in this world like from the outside from external factors that tell us our bodies have to look a certain way and i feel um it definitely impacts men and women both but as i work mainly with women or yeah exclusively with women mm -hmm. um i just want to say to every woman out there to to really start loving their body the way it is and to accept their body the way it is and that nothing has to change about the way they look right now. And I like whenever I ask a woman how they like their bodies or yeah, there's always this point, like there's always something for everyone in this world. Like you can find something that you don't like about your body and that's probably always going to be the case. So, um, and that's also something that we often hyper-focus on because it's the thing that we don't like. And it can also show up in so many ways like it can really like drag all the confidence out of us if if it's something um very big that we are afraid of where we're also afraid of people's judgments because we think we're not good enough because oh i grew up in a way or seeing advertisements or watching tv shows that showed me that as a woman i have to look this way and I, I have to have this perfect waist and flat belly and a certain size of boobs. Like it's all, it's all like so many information that we have been receiving. And I just want to invite every woman out there to just really, um, yeah, first of all, of course, acknowledge that this has been there, that it is there, but also knowing that actually this is not the truth. Like most of the bodies that we still see nowadays through advertisements or whatsoever is is not the norm. And there's a whole, like there's diversity of bodies all over the world. And I feel the more we bring that also in, the more all of us can also see it as normal. Um, but often, yeah, we forget that. And I just want to really invite every woman out there to to reconnect to their own body and 
it's probably one of the biggest, most beautiful gifts you can give yourself. And it doesn't happen from one day to the other, depending on also uh, where each woman is at with that. But it takes time and it takes just a lot of compassion with yourself as well to, to go these steps and come into a space again where you are truly not only loving and accepting your body, but also nourishing it and taking care of it the way that is most beneficial for you, that that makes you most healthy and happy in your life. Yeah, I just love this so much. Like I said in the beginning, this is just such a beautiful message. And I'm so happy that you ended up coming on the podcast. Where can people find you? For now, many on Instagram under Gina and then underscore B-A-A. So Gina Bar with an underscore in between Gina and Bar and Bar with double A. <laughs> so yeah, maybe you can also put it underneath so that people can find it. Yes, yes, perfect. I will also put it in the description. So if you would like to hear more from Gina, then you can find her there. And thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for coming on. And I hope everyone listening has a beautiful day. Thank you so much, Jessica. Yeah, my pleasure. <laughs>